Lockdown. Our daily podcast to keep you sane during the chaos. 21 days, 21 professionals. Plus 14. 35 days, 35 professionals. To keep you sane during the lockdown extended edition. Hello and welcome back to day 30 of our podcast and day 30 of lockdown. My name is Kirsten Farquharson and with me I have the incredible Danielle Dutoy. Today we have a phenomenal guest. His name is Dr. Bruce Bradfield. He is a psychotherapist and clinical psychologist practicing in the City Bowl of Cape Town. He did his master's in psychology at Rhodes, his master's of clinical psychology at Rhodes, and his PhD at UCT. His belief is that the goal of therapy is not to feel better, but to feel more. The goal is to learn how to think in a free and creative way about the things which distress us, rather than to avoid our feelings of distress. In the long term, this is an empowering and enriching achievement, enabling us to feel joy in the good times and hope in the bad times. Beyond his work as a psychotherapist, his academic research has focused on exploring the experiences of people who have been diagnosed with various forms of mental illness. This research aimed to describe the feelings that arise in people in relation to the diagnostic label. In addition to this, his research has also focused on the intergenerational transmission of trauma, exploring on the experiences of the children of mothers with histories of interpersonal trauma. Dr. Bradfield is going to be speaking to us today about about depression. It is such a privilege to have you on the show today. Mm, thank you, Danielle. That's very kind of you. It's good to be here. Thank you so much, Dr. Bradfield, for being with us this morning. We are so looking forward to hearing what you have to say, especially with regards to depression. Can you give us a bit more information about what it is? Mm. So it's, it's quite complex to answer a question like this especially at a time like this, because really we're talking about suffering and the form of suffering that we are thinking about during the lockdown period is probably quite a specific form. Um, but I think at the essence of suffering, at the essence of depression, is the idea that as human beings, we have in us a natural yearning we live with an intrinsic sense of yearning, yearning for something, for someone, yearning for a quality of being, yearning for a kind of feeling in life. And I, I think broadly, I would, I would consider depression as the frustration of that yearning, the frustration of a desire, a basic desire or need. And depression is the feeling or the range of feelings that can flow from that frustrated desire, yearning, or need. So that's that's kind of a way that I would I would um, I would classify depression or qualify depression very very broadly. Hmm. What an eloquent way of describing it as this range of feelings of this frustrated desire, yearning, or need. I think that's that's really incredible, Dr. Bradfield. How might it present during lockdown? What might that look like? Right. So if we think we're all somewhere along a spectrum from the healthiest person in the world in the world to the least healthy person in the world, um, and that, in my view, the healthiest person in the world would be the person who is conscious of 
all of their suffering and able to think about all of their suffering at any point and with great ease and is able to freely access their entire, their entire mental life in a very accepting way. That, that's, that is a very healthy state of being and a very unhealthy state of being is one where our, our life is dominated by themes of avoidance or denial or shutting down or closing down, by themes that relate to anything that we can do mentally, behaviorally, cognitively to not think certain thoughts. That that for me represents a lack of health. And I think depression in lockdown, because depression I see as this kind of frustrated yearning or frustrated desire, that depression in lockdown is about how to find a way to tolerate living without that which we basically need. And so people who are living alone are living potentially without basic needs for human contact being met. And along the lines of health, it's about trying to engage with that feeling, think about that feeling, work with that feeling, stay conscious of it, and do something with it. And at the level of ill health, it's about trying to banish that feeling, trying to make as if the feeling doesn't exist, trying to do things in such a way as to cope with the feeling, but without actually thinking about that feeling. So depression is gonna manifest in, in different ways. Depression is gonna manifest in the form of eating a lot of food that makes us feel better. It's gonna manifest in the form of sleeping a lot because sleeping is a way of not being present to our feelings. So I think depression in the, in the lockdown period is a lot about what can I do to make sure that I don't feel my suffering in a conscious and deliberate and chosen way. And essentially that range of choices to not live in a conscious way makes things much worse over time. Um, and that I think is the depressed way of being. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are, are, like you say, are not going to want to live in a conscious way of being in this current state of affairs because it is too difficult to be aware of what is going on it's it's one would rather just defend against it and just stay oblivious in mm. that with that in mind dr bradfield what are some coping mechanisms that individuals could use i would say that we if we have a sense during let's let's say if we have a sense under normal circumstances of what helps us then we need to apply the same stuff so if we know that under normal circumstances, my general mental health is enabled by routine, by certain kinds of human contact, um, by exercise, by reading, my, my general health as a human being is maintained by the things that I do to help myself cope under normal circumstances. And we need to apply the same stuff, the same approaches the same techniques that we've developed under normal circumstances in this entirely abnormal time. And so I think each person knows within themselves what works for me and they've just got to carry on applying that. So I guess part of what I'm saying there is that within each of us, there is a kind of a, an intrinsic awareness. We each have a kind of gift as to how to maintain our health. 
And we have to know what that is. And if we don't know what that is under normal circumstances, we're not going to know what that is under abnormal or unusual circumstances. We, we need psychotherapy, at least in my framework. That's when we need psychotherapy. Um, but I, I don't want to preempt anything. I just, yeah, that's, uh, I, I guess, the, the response that I have to that question. I think that's going to be very important for people to recognize their way of coping in normal circumstances is what's going to anchor them now. And, you know, having a very big emphasis on routine and structure is going to be important to, to really anchor people. Dr. Bradfield, when, when would it be important to see a clinician? Mm. It's a really, really useful question. Um, and I think there's a universal along the lines of, we need to get professional help when we are no longer able to use our minds to help us through a time of crisis, a time of distress. So when my worry, my, my stress, my anxiety goes from being something that I'm able to think about to being something that overwhelms me, and the, the word I, that we use for overwhelming anxiety is panic, when I go to that place, I need to know that there's no way on earth that I can expect of myself or, or hope that I will now be able to use my mind, my, my thoughts, my intrinsic capacities to get me through this. I need help. Same as with depression. If we find ourselves in that place where we are, I would say a word I would use is fragmented, where we find I have no control over how much I cry. I just find that the tears just surface out of nowhere. Um, I have no capacity to compartmentalize my feelings. They're always with me in an overwhelming way. We need to know my thoughts have shut down and I need someone else to help me think. And that's, I suppose, when I would say, go to psychotherapy to get help with thinking about your suffering. Yeah. I think that's going to be such a helpful line for people because for a lot of people, they don't know where that line is. That sort of when, when do I need help and when can I just cope with it on my own? Um, for a lot of people going to psychotherapy is still very difficult. I think psychotherapy has come a, and uh, mental health has come a long way in terms of being mm -hmm quite accessible and normalized in society, but for a lot of people knowing when it's appropriate, when it's not appropriate, and not wanting to waste the therapist's or the clinician's, clinician's time um, with sort of meaningless matters is gonna mm -hmm. be something that might keep a lot of people away from, from actually coming and booking an appointment. So knowing that, knowing that line is there and, uh, and explaining it like that was very, very helpful. So thank you, Dr. Bradfield. Um, Dr. Bradfield, what piece of, what is your piece of take-home advice for listeners for during the lockdown and mm. going forward afterwards? Mm. So I guess my sense of one of the primary struggles that people have when they start to, when they start to suffer is that they become less and less compassionate with themselves, less and less forgiving. So when we suffer, we do things that we don't approve of. You know, I mean, I, I referred to eating earlier on, um, drinking, smoking, whatever, using whatever, um, I would say, uh, 
disruptive or self-destructive ways of coping in order to cope with the suffering, when we use those ways of coping with suffering, we've got to not judge that. We've got to try and find a way to stay rooted in the fact that we're human beings trying our best to get along and it's bloody hard. And this is one of those times where it's harder than normal. And so we we have to be kinder to ourselves. And I think a way for people to practice being kind to themselves is to make sure that they keep on talking to themselves. We've got to have an ongoing internal dialogue in which we say to ourselves, okay, I just made that mistake. I just ate that extra bar of chocolate and I'm feeling guilty. But in that moment, I can at least say to myself, well, you know, you tried not to. You'll try not to next time. If you're feeling extra bad today and you need some a little bit of extra help. So it's about talking to ourselves and reassuring ourselves, containing ourselves, that I think is the is the kind of tool. It's this idea of in a time when my relationships with other people are deprived, I really have to have a relationship with myself and and use that relationship to get me by. Yeah, that's my that's my tip. What an incredible thought to leave people with, just an importance of being kind to themselves, especially during this time. It is going to be important to be non-judgmental and to be kind to yourselves. It's tough for everyone and to just take it one day at a time, but really enhancing that sense of, of being kind in the process. Thank you so much, Dr. Bradfield, for your incredible insight, for your wisdom on depression and for just explaining it in a way that is so eloquently put and really has expanded my sort of perspective that I take on depression. So I'm really, really grateful for your time. And it it really was a privilege having you on our show today. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you, Dr. Bradfield. We have so enjoyed talking to you and just picking your brain. Thank you so, so much. We really appreciate your time. Cool. It's been fun. For our listeners that want to get hold of Bruce Bradfield, you can go and have a look at his website, www.brucebradfield.co.za. So that's it for us. We will see you next time on How to Mental Health Lockdown Edition. Stay sane, everybody. We'll check in later. See you soon.